All roads lead to slap. Put that on my tombstone, baby. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined per usual by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott El Guchador Kraus. What's going on, Scoob? Sup, man, Schwamwam. How are you doing? Great. What's been going on? Anything uh, Anything exciting? Nope. You started your new job though, right? I did. How's that been going? Awesome. That's all I need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> doing good. How about you? Yeah, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot new going on. Same old stuff. Uh, working and uh, listening to the album at hand. Oh yeah. You want to jump in and talk about that bad boy? Yeah, I uh, suppose we should. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, actually, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, I I did have one thing I wanted to to try out this time. Um, I spent the last 10 minutes gathering uh, music news. Did you hear the news? We reviewed Tyler, the Creator recently. We did do that. Igor, his newest album. That is... Um, Did you hear, uh, this is breaking music news. I probably didn't. That he released an ice cream flavor. I did not hear that, especially. He, on July 6th, he's releasing his own ice cream flavor... Uh, called Snowflake, and it's a mix of peppermint and spearmint flavors, and it looks like it's also got white chocolate. Interesting. On uh, Jenny's label, G J E N I S Golf Le Fleur. <laughs> I like all those flavors. Uh, we'll see how it is combined. Yeah, I don't know where to get it, but hey, I gathered all these articles up. I didn't read them. Let's just read another headline. <laughs> That's fair. I can't roll my R's, so this one won't be hard to do, but uh, Cardi B's attempt to trademark Oker turned down by U.S. Postal uh, Patent Office. Trademark what? Excuse me? You never heard, like, I can't roll my R's, but it's okay. Oker. I know. I've never heard that before. Even if you were rolling your R's, I've never heard that before. Uh, Okay. Is there a spelling on it? O-K-U-R-R-R. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, that's exactly it. Is that it? Yeah. It sounds fucking stupid. What is that? She just, uh, she went on national TV, some talk show. I forgot which one. And she just kept saying that. Jesus. Um, thing is that she didn't invent that. Okay. Let's, let's make that clear that I saw that on a YouTube thing. I don't even know if they invented that, but I saw that on a YouTube thing like years before I saw her. Way before it it was cool. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to do here. I but know. uh way no, before she did trying. it. Yeah. So she's trying she's trying to make it her catchphrase. Come on, Cardi. That's aggravating. Um I'm not, I'm not a fan of hers. I'm gonna say that. She I I like her. She's okay. But that was stupid. Uh okay, last one. Least interesting. Music news. Our new and this is our final first and final segment. Uh, installment of this segment. Janet Weiss is leaving Sleater Kinney. She's the drummer. Are you familiar with Sleater Kinney at all? Uh, only from you. Okay. Uh, I listened. I, the reason I screenshotted this one in that 10 minutes you were taking a shit uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> is because I recently listened to their new single, uh, one of their new singles. I think they have two out. I listened to one of them, I don't, and I don't know which one. Uh, it's the most well-researched episode ever. Um, so they they're releasing their new album. Uh, Sleater Kinney hasn't been hasn't released an album since. Damn, I think we were in high school, and they're releasing their new album with uh, the help of uh, Saint Vincent. Ooh, awesome! But the new single I heard was trash. Really, I didn't like it at all. Uh-oh. Um, and maybe I'd like it more with repeated listens, but I was like. Whoa, this sucks. Um, (laughs) Whoa, this sucks. And apparently I'm not the only one because Janet Weiss says, uh, after intense deliberation and heavy sadness, I have decided to leave Slater Kinney. She writes, the band is headed in a new direction and it's time for me to move on. Oh boy. So We're getting bad. I need to go. Yeah. So it's just like, let me leave before it gets 
real bad. She's dipping. Music news. Music news. Thanks, everybody. Well, all right. What's what's album reviewing, bro? We're reviewing the latest album from the Tours, Help Us Stranger. All right. This is their first album in 11 years. That's pretty crazy. And I will say I was excited for this album to come out. I was a big Tours fan back in high school. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, I went through a big Tours. Although it's interesting because... It's a weird band for me because they kind of have an even split on their songs for me. I either love them or I'm kind of blah on them. Yeah. I actually went back and listened to the first two albums again. The songs that I've always been blah on, I like a lot more now hmm. with 11-year-older ears. Uh, my my experience with Tours, I only heard the singles, really, for mm-hmm. the most part. And um, hearing me talk about them all the goddamn time. Yeah, they ne- uh, I liked them. I just... They never interested me enough. You know, it was just like, I liked the members in the band, but they never did anything that made me want to dive in. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and I'm not like a huge fan of them like individually either. It's just yeah. like, it's just more of like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's like something that I kind of enjoyed passively. Right. I liked Brendan Benson. I like uh, White Stripes. I don't know. It's just like, it's very uh, simple, well, maybe deceptively, but it felt like very like traditional, simple, cl- like more <laughs> classic Rocky than than Jack White's. Like it's less garage than the White Stripes, more like gotcha. uh, Abbey Road. Are you gonna finish any of these sentences? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't. Care. I'm running it fifty percent, twenty percent. So this, the Raconteurs are a group made up, as you said, of Jack White, Brendan Benson. Jack Lawrence on bass and Patrick Keeler on drums. Those two guys are from the Greenhorns. Yeah. And Raconteurs were, I don't know if they were necessarily pegged as a super group, but they've actually like issued a statement saying like, we're not a super group. We're just a band made up of old friends. So they just kind of got together. It was actually Jack White and Brendan Benson got together and, um, they wrote Steady As She Goes, mm-hmm. which is probably the one hit that everyone would really know yeah. from the Raconteurs. Oh, yeah. And that kind of sparked the... Formation. Formation. Which that song, there's some critique behind it because it supposedly rips off another song. Oh, really? People have compared Steady As She Goes to Joe Jackson's Is She Really Going Out With Him? So I'll play a little bit of Steady As She Goes just to get a little sound of that. A little shumpin' shumpin'. And I like this song a lot, though. I think this is a killer single. <laughs> it's a cool song. Yeah, yeah, it's very catchy. I already know how both these songs go. Uh, people might not. But I'm gonna just say, before you play it, I'm gonna say I don't. I don't think it's a fair criticism. Honestly, people have compared a Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah. If you listen to the bass line. Yeah, but it's it's pretty close. But the tone is completely different. Yeah, yeah. So so what? It sounds similar. Yeah, but whatever. I thought I heard that years ago there was an issue actually, but huh. uh, I never thought about it, and I I'm familiar, very familiar with both those songs. Yeah, so it's the it's the baseline on there. But people have also compared Red Hot Chili Peppers' "Danny California" to Tom Petty because the chord progression is real similar to um, Mary Jane's "Last Dance." Well, they keep doing that. I mean, there was yeah, another like, Tom Petty thing with what Sam Smith. Ooh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Actually, that one, that one, I kind of get. Yeah. Let me see. And I think that one, Tom Petty was like, "Oh, like he seemed really cool about it." it was like, "Yeah, we all rip each other off." I forgot his actual quote. This is a fun tangent. <laughs> oh, they they put it over the top of it. They're playing both songs, I think. <laughs> pretty much exactly the same it's yeah but it's like who cares who cares also there was that famous case um with uh oh man um blurred lines yeah was that marvin gay uh i think so yeah and i get that one but that one was really stupid in my opinion and as much of a fan of 
more of a fan of Marvin Gaye than I am of what's his name? Uh, Robin. Thicke. Robin Thicke. I mean, that's not saying much. Or, uh, what's I, his name? The other guy, Pharrell. Pharrell. I like Pharrell. That was a stupid lawsuit. That should they shouldn't have won. Yeah, it's I don't know. I don't, I don't really have an opinion on it. I didn't I didn't look too closely into it. I remember looking up both, and I'm like, oh yeah, that is real similar. Yeah, it sounds like he might have ripped them off, but I don't know. It's more of an homage. Yeah. And at that point, like you can reference that case for other cases now. It's like, oh well, they won. It's a homage. Homage. Anyway, so that's a little fun fact about raconteurs. Another. No, fan- wait, 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 wait. What else what? sounds like other stuff? Oh, uh, let's keep going on this. Let's see. Well, this cover of Steady As She Goes by Fits in the Tantrum sounds like Raconteur's Steady As She Goes. Wow. Except a lot more poppy and... It's got some some spice. It's got that berry going. It's a little spicy. I used to like Fits in the Tantrums until I realized that... They're okay. They're not... No. They're kind of bad. <laughs> I haven't listened enough to have a real... I really liked their song Money Grabber. I think that was their first single. Yeah. I was like, this is this is cool. And then everything else I heard from them after that, I'm like, oh, this is... Isn't that like the Scissor Sisters? Aren't they really similar? The Scissor Sisters? Yeah, play some Scissor Sisters. Who were the Scissor Sisters? They were they were pretty big, like, years before Fits in the Tantrums. All right. The Scissor Sisters, first of all, sounds like some sort of adult film. I think that's by design. Oh, okay, good. It says, forged in the gay nightlife scene of New York, the band took its name from the female same-sex sexual activity tribadism. I'm, tri- tri- tribadism. I'm kind tribadism? of. I'm going off some vague memory, um, so they might not sound anything like that. What's other tribadism? Band. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> All right, everybody, don't just Google tribadism. Uh, <laughs> fair warning. Uh, or commonly known by its scissoring position is a sex act in which a woman rubs her against her partner's body for sexual stimulation, especially for ample stimulation of the clitoris. You said commonly known as. Did I really? Yeah. Could you play some Scissor Sisters so I can verify with myself that this wasn't complete? I mean, this is all just a tangent. I think we're stalling because... <laughs> I think half of this will get cut. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scissor Sisters. I don't feel like dancing. Tell me if this sounds like fits in the tantrums. We're 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 uh, doing this whole episode about things that sound like other things now. All right. Does this sound like fits in the tantrums? They probably don't. It's going in the direction of it. It's a little more uh, Bee Gees. Uh, similar tone. Yeah, a bit. I'd rub my to this. <laughs> Get some sweet tribidim. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that right. Tribidim? I would somebody to this. Oh, God. We're diving in head first here. Or first. I remember this song. I don't know this song. It's all right. It's got a good groove Wait. to it. There he's coming, the chorus. It's coming up. Oh man, maybe I have heard that. I don't know. Yeah, great. It's gonna be in my head the rest of the night, though. <laughs> Scissor Sisters. All right, well, there you go, Scott. You got any other random things we could bring up? Yeah. Um, our buddy Jordan, in front of the podcast, introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons. I heard I can't about even say that. that. Uh, that's some that's some geeky shit, but it was fun. Yeah, was I'm cool. gonna I'm gonna play with you guys. It got violent. Oh really? Yeah, I got violent real fast. He was telling me about his brother, like, they were fighting a, a minotaur. I don't know how to play this game, but they were fighting a minotaur, and he was a wizard. Uh-huh. And he's just like, the minotaur was almost dead, and he was just like, I'm going to just bonk it with my sh- my quarter staff. And everyone's just like, no, just cast a spell. Just kill it. And he's like, no, I'm going to hit it with my quarter staff. And he rolled, like, a really low number, and then the minotaur impaled him and almost killed him. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason like the thought of that happening really cracked me up yeah. <laughs> getting too cocky <laughs> yeah. getting too uh let's see oh i don't have tribidim pulled up oh man oh i'm sorry tribidism 
It's not tribidims. It's tribidism. What are we doing? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I need to go to sleep. <laughs> are we keep? We're thirty minutes in. We're twenty four minutes in. Let's uh, let's get on with this. Scott, you want to jump back into the raconteurs? Let's. Uh, yeah, I would like that. All right, so fun fact about the raconteurs. They're actually known as the saboteurs in Australia because there's a Queensland-based band called the raconteurs. They were actually contacted to give up the name for a certain amount of money, and they wouldn't do it. They asked for more money, Mm. and the label that had contacted them was like, all right, well, we're not going to pay that. We're not going to pay your counteroffer. And... They really just asked for more money because they didn't know who wanted the name, and they just asked for more just to see what would happen. <laughs> wow. Pretty anticlimactic. It's like, oh, okay, well, we didn't get the money, and this other band, who's pretty big, uh, just changed their name. Yeah, does anybody know the other raconteurs? Like, I, those I people, th- that band just got, like, obsoleted. I don't know. Let's check it out. Uh, raconteurs Australia. Um, let's see. Nope, it just pulls up <laughs> a picture of Brendan Benson and Jack White. Yep. And the saboteurs uh with like their most current photo. Uh let's see. Yeah, it's all just Raconteurs stuff. If you just search Raconteurs Australia, yeah, where is that other band? Who knows, man? But uh the Raconteurs though, this is one of Jack White's many groups. Jack White of the White Stripes. He's done the Raconteurs. He's done the Dead Weather. He's got some solo albums out. What's your opinion on his solo albums? I haven't really uh, taken the dive into his solo albums. I don't like them. Coming yeah. off of having that raw garage sound of the White Stripes and his solo material, it's too clean. It's like polar opposite. We were talking about uh, this earlier the other day. His because he has the Third Man Records, right? He has his own record label. They really, it seems like they've been hitting it out of the park with like the packaging on his albums. Hmm. Like uh, his last, I think the album before his most recent album had some real like custom etching where oh, you would shoot. play the record and uh, there would be this like rotating angel mm-hmm. because of how the etchings were done right. on the record. While it was rotating, it looked like in a... Uh, a stationary spot on the record there'd be like a 3d rotating angel which is awesome which is crazy and then also you would move the needle onto the label and there was like a hidden track so just that it's like wow i i thought about buying that album just for that i saw like a record store day video yeah on that that's pretty uh, sick. but i have no idea what his solo stuff sounds like it's i mean it's not bad by any means it just doesn't feel very genuine it doesn't i just feel very creative like it I like all feels forced. I like the White Stripes. I, I actually um, like uh, what was their their breakout elephant? I mean that wasn't their breakout. They were, they've always been popular. Like, uh-huh. r- white blood cells, right? That was their that was probably their breakout. I don't know, but it might have been. They they've always been good. Um, I've always liked the White Stripes. I just never been like that big of a fan that I'm like, oh, okay, Jack White solo, I'm in. Yeah. I respect the dude. He's a cool guy. And I was he, intrigued because I thought that he said years ago, like, oh, I'll never go solo because for reasons. I mean, I don't know what his rationale is for that, but yeah. then he did it for three albums. And, you know, I, I honestly didn't really look into the commercial success of any of them. I don't know. I know a couple of them didn't do too hot, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't even. I didn't really dive into the third one because I wasn't impressed with the first two. The third one, I've I heard be, people liked. Okay, I, so uh, I'm, I'm I think it's supposed then. to be pretty weird. Yeah, the cover is weird. Yeah, that weird like just smooth picture. It looks <laughs> yeah. like a like a really crappy picture of him, right? His face. Maybe I don't know. Smooth it's picture it's of his very. Face. It's a very weird album cover, but it's intriguing. Like I almost listened to it. And I had no interest, but just based on that cover and just people saying that, like, wow, this is actually really yeah, good. Yeah, Boarding House Reach. Oh, yeah, it's a picture of a person. I guess it's supposed to be him. I don't know. It's a very... Maybe it's not even supposed to be him. Not appealing-looking album cover. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's weird enough that it's kind of cool. I think the Lazaretto album cover is kind of cool. 
him in like this blue suit surrounded by these stone angels. I think that's the one with the angel etching on the. Record. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know, man. Not uh, not big on those, but uh, I like Jack White. I like I like what he does. Nice. And I like the raconteurs. Raconteurs are good. What are your initial thoughts about the raconteurs in 2019? Well, my thoughts on this album are exactly as follows. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't thrill me, but I don't hate it by any means. I think it's kind of, it's very underwhelming to me. It and is. it's just unremarkable. Unremarkable. To the point even... where I've listened to it a, f- a fair bit, mm-hmm. and I don't even know if I have any track picks. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't like. I don't even know if I'd call it underwhelming so much as just unremarkable. It just doesn't really do a whole lot. And it's like, yeah, they haven't played together in, in years. They've done a couple surprise shows and stuff, a few of them, and... They all work really well together. That's the thing. They're, yeah. Some of their arrangements are really good. They got some songs that get me really, really jacked, really jacked off. Um, and I think they Brendan... They jill you. I, they jill you to the bone. <laughs> oh, got some tunes that jill me directly to the bone. Oh, I've been jilled. I think Jack White and Brendan Benson work really well together. I think their voices really complement each other. Yeah, they're similar. Similar yeah, voices. very similar. And uh, uh, but I will say I don't hear it so much on the album so much as like some of the commentary I heard. Jack White has a a more rough voice than I thought than I remember him having. Hmm. And I know he's a smoker, and I'm like, oh man, dude, quit smoking. Your yeah, <laughs> your voice is going to be worn out in the next like twenty. Like, are you going to be able to do this in the next twenty years? Well, I think both those guys smoke, and I'm like, some of the notes that they hit, I'm like, how are you guys singing like that? That's one thing I'll say is 11 years later, their voices sound good, I think. Well, I heard that Jack White does heroin. Ooh, you took that as f- at face value, you bitch. I was just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I know. He just released a thing where he's like doing like this mic drop yeah. caliber, oh, uh, yeah. just like speech where he's just like, Spin, pitchfork, you guys, you guys, you guys, yeah. clickbait, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So what? I didn't read the original article. Why? What prompted him to say like, "Oh, I, we were away for a while. The album took a while because uh, I got I was doing heroin." Uh, I I think he was making a joke, and they took it as fact and out of context. Mm-hmm. And then he, I mean, if someone accuses you of doing heroin for real. I mean, I could see why he would be upset by that. Yeah. Um, and that's that's not cool of Spin if if it was clear that it was a joke. Um, uh-huh. I didn't read the original article, but I uh, I read his statement. Um, a couple of people I follow on on Instagram repo- reposted it. I thought it was kind of cool. He was basically saying like, okay, that's yes, that was a joke, and it's you know it's kind of screwed up that that's what you guys took away from the article and started using as clickbait yeah. as opposed to talking about music themselves like you guys call yourself musical journalists and then this is what you want to talk about yeah type of thing he uh he put people in their place uh and it was a it was a win for the musicians i think yeah people are really backing him for that and yeah. some actors too actually oh really yeah. yeah seems seems like it kind of blew up yeah but uh yeah, so I will. Uh, are you are you uh, finished with your thoughts? Sorry, are you finished with your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think it just uh, it's got a, it's got a lot of cool moments on it, which I guess these days you can say about any album. But as far as whole songs, nothing really gets to me. It's just I'm I'm kind of neutral on it, man. Like it's good. There's some really cool stuff. Yeah, but it's just as each individual whole song, they're all just okay. You know? Um, I had more or less the same exact impression about this album. Yeah, I was really excited. I've been looking forward to a new Tours album for a long time. I was super excited when I heard this year that they were finally going to be doing it and that they had put out uh, uh, some singles. And I was like, oh my God. The singles, I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of cool, but a little weird. I'm excited to hear what, what's to come with the album yeah and uh you know it just 
I don't even want to say that it didn't deliver. I'm happy they put it out. I'm still excited to see what's to come next if they do anything more. But it just didn't do a ton for me the way I wish it did. Yeah, I want to start off by saying that my first listen to this album was not the way you should be listening to this album (laughs) for the first time. On Spotify, there are two options. I don't know if it's like that for other services, but there is the album. And then there's an album with every song, track by track, introduction by Jack White. Yeah, there's a commentary, but the com- the commentary is an independent track. Yeah. So you should have just been able to skip it. Well, okay. <laughs> I thought, I wasn't paying attention. I was driving to work. I click uh, the track by track one thinking it's the album. And I thought, wow, the first track, like Jack White's like, oh, so this this song, you know, Brandon and I were working real hard and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking like, wow, this is weird. This is a weird. Uh, you thought it was that. Th- this is a weird direction. Was. Yeah. I thought it was like an artistic decision to do like a behind the music VH1 style thing. Integrated into the album. And by the like fourth track, I was like really annoyed by it. And I, I'm just like, I just, is there a version like me being a, an idiot? Like, is there a version where I don't have to listen to this? Um, yeah, the actual album. But uh, yeah. I listened to the entire album for the first time with Jack White talking about every track before the uh-huh. album. And I got to say, the songs had no impact on me at the first listen, yeah. even with like, same here, even with Jack White's like, oh yeah, this part was cool and this lyric was cool. And I'm just like, no, it's not. No, they're not. It's just like <laughs> real, uh, very uh, underwhelming. Underwhelming is the word I would say. Um, I it made it was underwhelming to the point where I was so neutral about it that it was kind of a chore to listen to because I was like, "This is I could be listening to so many other things." Yeah, and this does so little for me, but it doesn't offend me. But it's just so like milk toast that I'm just like, uh, I do I really need to put this on right now? You know, it's just like, yeah, I know that. Feeling. Am I gonna feel different about this? Because it just everything is upfront. There's doesn't seem to be any subtleties or like uh, layers to this album. It's like, okay, you like the Beatles, you like, you know, whatever. It's like very straightforward rock and roll. You're stuff. saying that you can hear like the influences like that. Yeah, I mean, as the, opposed to listening through these songs, they're not reinventing the wheel yeah, multiple times and going, "Oh, I didn't notice that before. That's really cool." Yeah, I had those moments on their prior albums. Yeah, and and listening back to a couple singles from their previous album, their first album, it felt like they had a lot more heart. Whereas this one felt, and I could be wrong. I mean, Jack White seemed to have a lot to say about the album, but it felt like more like a business move or like more like uh oh let's get the old band together and just do it how we used to do it you know it didn't it didn't yeah. feel like there was as much like drive or passion see i i don't know if i agree with that to me it feels like they really did put a lot of effort into it it actually really feels like a rack and tours album to me i will say well, that so i will that... It, it it's not that it feels like a bad it just it feels like a racketeer, which is good, and I think that's why I'm not like bummed out by it. Well, that's my problem is it it just feels safe. It doesn't feel like they're doing anything. It doesn't feel like they're pushing in any way. It's just like okay, this is what we used to sound like. Let's make songs that sound like this. Uh, I mean, they're definitely doing different stuff. They're doing they're doing some different things. Mostly, I guess, just different sounds, but. I think that they're I think they are staying true to themselves and maybe just the songs aren't of the same caliber as as the previous albums. Okay. Um, I can't speak too much because I I haven't listened to an, yeah. an entire Rack and album, but it's like they're all within the same palette. Like they're yeah. all within the same like color palette. It's like no song is like, "Whoa, this song is crazy." Really? Yeah. I, There's just, a couple parts where it's like, "Oh, I didn't see that coming." Yeah. But it didn't have enough shock value to really make the song worth listening to to me yeah it just it was just kind of like whatever and i didn't hate it um i'm gonna it sounds really negative what i'm saying but it's just like it was kind of a negative experience because it felt like they did so 
so little to keep my attention. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just not for me. That's kind of yeah, what I'm getting at. I don't know. I mean, there were a couple parts where it did feel like maybe uh, they were trying to get your attention a little too hard. Yeah. Like maybe they just forced this weird transition in this area, which sounded cool, but was like, oh, like, okay. it They didn't really do anything to make me care about that transition, I guess. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's hard to get all the boys together now. Yeah. Or and, something. And I think, I do think they put a lot of effort into it and it just didn't, it didn't resonate with us hmm. maybe yeah I, um, I can't speak to any of that but because I did go back and listen to the first two albums again and as I mentioned previously and uh, the stuff that used to really be my jam didn't excite me on the level it did 10 years ago yeah and I don't know if that's just because I'm older or I'm just like I've listened to song those songs so many times that I just am not pumped instantly yeah. about them anymore or yeah. or maybe i'm just maybe i outgrew them a little bit I, i'm worried that i kind of outgrew them a little bit and now i'm kind of like oh i see what you're doing i no, yeah i got you i know what you're doing i think for me it's just like okay i liked the raconteurs when they were out and then i kind of got bored with them kind of immediately and then this is like a worse version of what they were doing before mm-hmm. from my eye so it's like I never really had anything invested in them in the first place other than like a casual enjoyment that really kind of faded really quickly. So now it's just like, uh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. I'm not trying to hate because they're, they're doing it and right. it's good. It's if you like the raconteurs, if you're a diehard fan, I'm sure it's like great. I'm sure, it, I'm sure you'll find something to like about this album. Just me personally. Yeah. It, it didn't grow onto me really. So let me run down the uh, track listing real quick for Help Us Stranger. We have Bored and Raised, Help Me Stranger, Only Child, Don't Bother Me, Shine the Light on Me, Some Days, in parentheses, I Don't Feel Like Trying, Hey Gip or Jip, in parentheses, Dig the Slowness, Sunday Driver, Now That You're Gone, Live a Lie, What's Yours is Mine, and Thoughts and Prayers. It's a good name. And you said that you didn't have any standouts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's there are certain tracks I remember more that stood out more. I think uh, Don't Bother Me had a cool, like, Don't Bother Me, Donna. Yeah. I didn't like that. I thought I, that was I, one I, of the low points. And that's also, like, I also but don't really, it just stood out. I think maybe uh, Now That You're Gone was cool. Um, it was just reminded me of, like, a, like Abbey Road Beatles type of thing. You know what? This was, uh, I think this was one of the singles oh, really? they put out, if I'm not mistaken. And this might actually be my number one on the album. It, it stood out. It's a, it's a cool song. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think this one's really cool. I think this is the one that I really was like bobbing my head to. This feels like a Beatles song to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys, you know, they're reminiscent of, of that old era. There's a certain amount of worship going on here respectable it's homage yeah that's how you say homage (laughs) while we're here i want to say something that i really like is the uh solo um it's about two minutes in and there's a certain sound on the solo here that he's that oh yeah that right there i know what he's doing and i love that sound he's he's slapping the whammy bar huh i it's it's probably got some sort of uh bigsby whammy bar on there and it gives it that weird gyration sound. That yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, I love when people do that, and I want to get a guitar that has that on it so I can do it too. But it specifically might be a Bigsby whammy bar, and why I say that is because that one's got like a big, um, it's got like a big spring on it. Yeah. So if you kind of slap it, it, it kind of it gyrates like that. A yeah, bit. as opposed to, uh, I mean, I guess I've seen it done on 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 like a um, Strat style uh, whammy bar too. But not it, not as much as on like something with a Bigsby, mm. and so I thought that was really cool. I think that was one of my favorite moments was him slapping that whammy. It's pretty. Now that you've described it to me, I like it more. Hell yeah. Uh, I kind of like some days. I don't feel like trying. Here's what I'll say about this song. This makes me think of Leonard Skinner right here. <laughs> yeah, specifically like a southern thing. Specifically, Tuesday's gone. Yeah. 
I do. Um, I do. There's a part of me that does like that Southern rock. I mean, I like Leonard Skinner. Yeah. You said that like as if you were hesitant to admit that. (laughs) It is a bit shameful for me. No, that's fine. For you, it seems shameful. Specifically, this part of Tuesday is gone for me. It reminds me. Like. Oh, this is Leonard? This is Leonard, yeah. Leonard. This is exactly what it reminded me of instantly. And I'm like, oh boy. Yeah, I could see that. But, for sure. uh, so anyway, just that little, uh, that little speck right there. Was this on your picks? No, it's, um, it's cool, but I, it, it just, it, it goes through a few phases. And by the time it hits about three minutes, I don't like the turn that it makes. It kind of calms yeah, down. Yeah, actually, it, this part did suck. This gets kind of. I kind of forgot they did this. This and this, like, I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Very I classic rock. <laughs> now that I remember that they do this in this song, I like the first part of it. Yeah, the first time I heard this, I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool song. Maybe I thought this was a different song. I like the kind of repeating ending like this, how they're kind of just jamming over it, but I don't like the way it's done here. Uh, this sounds so old. It's just like, kind of hokey. Like a, a little geezer, bit. like a geezer it's just, rock. It's geezer rock. Yeah. So no, I, I revoked that track pick. I, oh, oh, no. So um, I have one track pick. You just have that one now. You revoked... Uh, I revoked mean, some days. I might I might piggyback on yours if you explain them well enough. <laughs> okay, cool. I think that on Thoughts and Prayers, the strings are awesome. It was a pretty decent ender or yeah, closer. The song is it's fine. It's yeah, okay. It's cool. It's, I could I could see someone really liking this song. It like makes sense as a closer. Yeah. And I see, but and, every and time the, I listen to it, I think about Jack White talking about it. I think that's what ruined yeah. it for me. That, <laughs> I just killed the whole it's album. Like it had, for you. This had to be the closer. Yeah. I'm just like, it just sounded like such a VH1 behind the music. Like, you know, it, <laughs> if you listen to an album with the intention of listening to Jack White talk about it, that's it's fine. But I yeah. wasn't, so it annoyed me. Yeah. What I like about this song is the guitars kind of trading off a bit. That's a very raconteursy thing. They will trade off. It's almost like a call and response yeah. between Brendan Benson and Jack White, and I love when they do that. And then they bring it together, and um, it sounds great. I think that's one of the things that kind of makes the Rack and Tours to me. Yeah, as I'm doing that. Um, so they got the fiddle that comes in, and it sounds like it might be the same fiddle players on their previous album. Mm. Uh, I think it was on Consolers of the Lonely, because the playing sounds real similar, and yeah. I love it. I think it sounds great. And then there's like layers of strings going in here, a fiddle. And uh, I don't know. I just, I think it sounds really cool. This song was cool. It, I, it builds up into that. And then it's kind of folky thing. I do like this part a lot. I just, uh, something about the way it ended was unremarkable to me. Gotcha. Um, Here's something. What's your opinion of the drummer? Drummer's good. The drummer's a fucking badass. Yeah. And that's something... Everybody's I, good. I remember before I really got into the raconteurs, my, one of my uncles was like, oh yeah, raconteurs are killer. Their drummer's really good. And I remember kind of listening to them. I'm like, yeah, the drummer's okay. And then when I was like, these guys are cool though. And then when Consolers of the Lonely came out, some of the stuff he did on there, I'm like, this dude is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's he seems like really, a... He, he's got like a subtle kind of... He, he's yeah. like holding back. He'll do something awesome, and you're like, "Oh, whoa, wait a minute! What'd you just do?" He's and got like, that style where it's like basic until it's just not. Yeah, and like this song, "Hey Gip" or "Hey Jip," this little this little drum lick here. That's that one's for Jordan Anderson because he hates when people say shit like that. I didn't like this song that much, but these drums are are badass, and that's just like a total Patrick Killer thing for me. Like mm. I, I don't know. I like that, but uh, this was also one of the singles they released, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm still looking forward uh, to the album, but uh, not thrilled on this one. The drums are the only saving grace to that yeah, song. they really are. Um, each song has some sort of saving grace to it, I feel like, yeah. but not enough to like make the whole song, you know. And that's why, I mean, I kind of feel guilty for saying it was so boring, but I don't know, because it, it does do a lot of good things yeah 
there are th- interesting things. It just wasn't enough to like push me to the edge of like, oh, I care about this now. So here's something. Shine a light on me. This song reminded me of a certain Pink Floyd song mm. uh, off of the wall. And it's specifically these little harmonies. That they, well, they're not so little, I guess. These, these big, girthy-sounding harmonies right here. Yeah. This was a... Uh, and you might think... You might not think so, but I'll show you what it reminded me of. I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for, like, layered harmonies like that. I think it's kind of cool. And then this right here is kind of like... La-di-da-ish, but it is very raconteurs. That is raconteurs right there. Is this kind of like a queen vibe? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I got. I kind of got because maybe because it was the harmonies. I kind of got like a Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, just like a you know you're conducting a harmony like stop. I mean, a lot of songs do that, but yeah. But specifically, the song it reminded me of is uh, Pink Floyd's "Goodbye Blue Sky." These right here. I think the fact that it was a cappella made me think that at the beginning. Yeah, that's what brought it up. But this right here. For some reason, uh. this is a lot more ominous. Yeah. But the layered ooze and stuff, and then this. Uh, I love this. Just because we know. This is a better song. And then this right here. People are going to hear that and go, oh, it sounds like Metallica. No, fuck you. Metallica sounds like this. What album is this on? It's on the wall. Oh, okay. So I probably shouldn't play too much of it. Yeah, that's one way we'll get... Uh, we, can get we can get docked. We can get fucked up for we that get one. get keel-hauled for that one. Huh? Uh, It's just like a pirate thing. They would like hang someone from a ship and then they'd get scraped up by barnacles, or I think. What's it called? Keel-haul. Keel-haul. We're going to get Keel Hall. Um, let's see. Only Child. This song's all right. Yeah. Uh, specifically, what I liked about it, go figure, Only are child. the effects that come in later on for like this little, I guess, kind of a guitar solo type thingy. Yeah, that's... I think that sounds really cool. But this I'm with is, you on that. This is one of those things where I'm like... It's one of those off-the-wall sounds where they kind of want... I don't know. I'm back and forth with that right there because to me, it sounds both like something he was messing around with, came up with a cool sound, was like, oh, I'm going to use that. Like, let's use this. This sounds really cool. And it does sound really cool. But at the same time, it sounds like something where it's like, hey, guys, check out how cool this sounds. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, Maybe. You might be right. But I don't know. And that's the point, though. Check out how cool it sounds. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're was right. anything wrong with that? Yo, Jack, you're right. It does sound cool. We so, all know that's what you were doing behind the scenes, but we like it. Yeah. So you know what? I'm wrong for doubting it. A plus. Um, none of these are really standouts. These are just all like moments that I really liked in yeah. the songs, by the way. That's cool. What's yours is mine is kind of cool. And this might be like kind of another standout, I think, if I if I really had to pick one. This song is pretty cool, actually. It's just meaty. Yeah, that's a good it's a good jam. I like the production. Yeah. And I like that little transition. Yeah. Um but I don't know. I, I I don't have a whole lot to say about it except just it sounds cool. It does sound cool. It doesn't sound like uh, they're not okay. They're not reinventing the wheel. You know, right. It, it sounds like something else I've heard, but the production is exceptional. I think, like yeah, it, how it, everything yeah. sounds, it sounds so fantastic. crisp and good. Yeah, something that you can you can almost count that as like an instrument itself. Yeah, I liked that. It did sound so crisp and and clean, but it still sounded like it like it wasn't too clean, you know? Like Yeah. There's there's still a little room for it to breathe and it I just keep saying it felt like a Rackenter's album. It really did. Is this the first time we've ever agreed about production? Maybe. Yeah. First time you've ever said, "Oh, it sounds really clean and I like that." Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it's clean for a uh, 
dirty rock song. I will say one thing about the song Help Me Stranger, as opposed to Help Us Stranger. Uh, I like this little intro, how it gets a little fidgety. But yeah. um, the drum here, he actually flipped his snare over and was playing with oh, the, that's uh, cool. the, the snare itself side up. That's cool. It is kind of cool. I, I guess he was playing. Uh, Jack White talked about it on the commentary. Okay, so that's why that sounded familiar. I was like, where have I heard that? Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess he used like kind of some lighter drumsticks or maybe even chopsticks or something. He, he said, he's like, chopsticks? maybe chopsticks, I think. Something really light okay. on it. And uh, I, I like, I really started to passively listen to those commentaries. Yeah. So I kind of forgot that's that. That's the he second said one. That. I, right, so you forgot, okay. I because I, I was listening to it like it was like a weird album thing. Yeah, I got you. I wasn't paying attention to really what he was saying. For sure. And you know what? And those are kind of those are a lot of my notes for it. It's uh you know, all of it's like, oh, it's okay, like it's it's pretty cool, but I've heard other things that excited me more. Uh, yeah. Even from this band. And, uh, you know, I could see someone really liking this album. I could see someone listening to this and and, and really digging it. So anyone mm-hmm. who says they love this album, I'm not even mad at it. No. of I, course. Yeah. I, I think uh, it's completely justifiable for people to enjoy this album. And I, I think I don't know how people are receiving it, but yeah. if it's well received, I understand that. I just think it maybe doesn't appeal to me personally Man. in a way that in any way, really. Yeah. Do you have? Did you go over your picks? You know what? I think we just agreed on that one pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're gone. Yeah. I think that was like my one real pick. Okay. The that, other ones, that did stand up. I think stand out. I think what's yours is mine would be another standout for me. Okay. Um, but all the other ones, they're kind of just they kind of just float, kind of float back and forth. Uh, yeah. I mean, now that you're gone, just felt more i mean it was they all feel like classic rock songs in in some way some uh-huh. some band or some they they feel like tribute to some yeah bigger well-known cr- classic rock act but that one felt well written like exceptionally scott you want to get into our final thoughts on this bad boy i think it's time what are we going to rate this out of uh let's rate it out of at a yeah how many times are you gonna this album <laughs> yeah I'm, jesus this is <laughs> how many how do we go from zero to completely the most graphic thing you can say out loud <laughs> is it on this podcast i don't know it feels dirty man what is it you just rub of scissoring but is it i thought it was just like any body part though uh i mean it's like pelvic to pelvic kind of thing okay like rub, rubbing your on like i don't know someone else's okay well that doesn't matter what are you gonna give or it like a or like a are we doing how many yeah. times are you gonna I mean, the album i mean uh yeah you know what so i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna it seven times Seven times. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. Because That's a lot higher than I, I thought you were going to go. Yeah, I do think that it's... Because they maintained... They didn't go super off the wall, which both worked and worked against them a little bit. You know what they, I mean? It felt like they played it pretty safe. It didn't feel like an album that was eleven, like an 11 years later disappointment. This wasn't an album yeah. that completely let me down 11 years later. It's an yeah. album that I was in, that I was excited for and I I didn't completely hate it because it still felt like Tours. I really think that they really were able to maintain themselves as a unit 11, you know, after such a long break. That okay, that's a good point in the context of comeback albums if you're going to if you're going to count this as a comeback album, which why I would not? Count Why it. not? Yeah, eleven yeah. years. There's some really bad comeback albums. Uh-huh. Um, I'm anticipating the new Slater Kinney will be one of those. This is this is good. This is fine. It's yeah. not a disappointment. Like you can't really ask for much more from an mm-hmm. act that's been like dormant for uh, over yeah. a decade. So in that sense, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a success. Yeah. 
So I'm gonna go buy some tickets right now. They're coming to San Francisco. Hell yeah, dude! Tell me how it is. Yeah, I think me and Peter are gonna try. Peter, man, I think we're gonna go try and see. Uh, <laughs> so you're gonna say you and Peter are gonna. Me and Peter are gonna <laughs> at the Rack and Tours show, <laughs> way in the back. I think it's at the Fox Theater, and there's only like kind of some shittier tickets left, like way up in the balcony. So I'm like, Fox uh, doesn't yeah. have awful seats though, because it no matter where you are, because it's like almost vertical the way mm-hmm. that they sit you. Like you get high, but yeah, you don't sure. get far. Um, and I think with every ticket purchased, you get a CD. They've been doing that a lot lately. With well, I think stuff. that's cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. There's and, no other way to sell CDs anymore. Yeah. And um, I still like getting CDs. I don't, you know, I still drive around and pop a CD in my car. As I've mentioned previously on the pod at some point. Um, but it is going to be one of those shows where you have to like z- put your phone in like a Ziploc baggie or whatever. Oh, my what, God, what are really? those called? Um, <clears throat> and that's some of the flack that he was getting a little bit too. That uh, yeah. Jack White was speaking to, like, hey, I'm not doing this because I, f- I forget what they were accusing him of. He's yeah. like, I'm doing this because I want people to be like invested in the moment, basically. I kind of like, like that. that. We're in like a weird time with that, yeah. where it's like, yeah, actually, yeah, I it kind of does kill the vibe when you see like everyone pulling out their phones. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like, it sort of feels like your grandparents. Yeah, and like, like I telling you what to do, you know. If I'm at a show that I really like and they're playing a song that I dig, I'm gonna record it because I will watch that later. Like yeah. I will. <laughs> I do it strictly for the clout. Like I'm just uh, like, okay. hey, I was here. You're not Check really recording. Out, You're just holding your phone up with the video app on. Yeah, I'll just get three seconds of. Mm, I do it for the memories. I don't do it for the clout. <laughs> I do like three seconds of pile and like, hey, I was at the pile show. <laughs> you saw it. I did see that couldn't tell what it was because it was only three seconds yeah it was actually like 15 <laughs> okay maybe i didn't yeah, that, watch that, it i don't know if i watched it with sound actually i think i turned i put it on it doesn't matter whatever it doesn't matter but the, yeah i i get it and actually like yeah i think they're we're in a time now where it's like we got to find the me, the mid the median the medium amount like we're like to the extreme of everyone just pulling out their phones we could dial it back i think people would enjoy the show more if they could hold the the attention like uh-huh. it's like going to a movie and checking your phone you know it's like yeah what are you what are you really doing yeah so so anyway i'm gonna this album seven times how many how many times are you gonna rub your on it uh well i'm gonna go a little unconventional with this one um middle of the road is five and i think that my enjoyment was almost negative because it was so middle of the road Hmm. for that reason i'm gonna go 4.9 wow damn scott you hated this album i didn't hate it but i'm also curious what 0.9 of a is for you (laughs) so you're gonna do like four full rubs on the last one you're just gonna do like an up swipe and like like part of a down swipe and then just call it done this might be the worst rating system we've ever this done. This is disgusting. I don't have to put a fucking warning in the goddamn... We can re-record. <laughs> just overdub with... Uh, what? What stars? else do you rub? Meat? No, that's worse. Uh, you baste turkey. You... Ha- you uh, what is that when you're hammering the meat? You're... Um, tenderizing? Tender, tenderize, you tenderize stuff. Yeah, what do you rub? You rub uh, ribs... Oh, man, there's no way. To, there's no way to salvage this. No. Whatever. That's Sorry, it. guys. Done. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Well, I can just bleep everything out. Every time someone says, they'll just be a bleep. Let's do that. <laughs> I think that's better. The only one I'll leave is when I accidentally said tribadism. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm down. 4.9? All right. 4.9. We're, uh, we're in different sides of this. Yeah. That's okay. On this one. And you know what? It might grow on me, and I hope it does. Yeah. And right I hope now, it grows on me too. Right now, everybody, we're gonna slide on into the EBDMs. Today's submission is from Alien Hand Syndrome. 
They sent us the song Entwined, official music video. Alien Hand Syndrome. That's a cool name. I know. I like it. All right. Yeah, I like how it starts so far. Good production. dude's face in the music video <laughs> staring very intently yeah there's a fear I can't tell I if it's a still image or if he's just sitting impressively still wait there's a weight I can't repel what's it what Uh-oh. country is this guy from I don't know there's a fear not to make fun of it no you're not it's basically that's the accent uh maybe it's German there's a shame I can't erase. It's a little emo y sounding on the vocals. I don't know how I feel about that. The strings are great though. Definitely sounds like a MIDI pad string. It's yeah, it sounds cool, that's alright. nobody tell you why. It reminds me of um You know you're gonna kill me for saying this. It reminds me of a uh, uh, Nirvana song. A little uh, bit. Something in the okay. way. Sure, yeah. Reminds me of something in the way a little bit. I won't kill you for that. That's fine. Thank you, I, Scott. I, I think that the songwriting in this is, isn't bad. I like the, the structure of this a lot. There's something just slightly off about it for me. Yeah, I think I like everything but the vocals. I think maybe... The synthy aspects of it are a little too loud for me too, or it's like a little bit stands out a little bit too much. So I'm trying to tell if those drums are authentic or programmed. I think they're probably programmed. No, I think they're live. Really? Yeah. Listen to the hi hat. Each hit sounded slightly different. That's a dumb way to to do it. Each hi hat hit sounded different. But it didn't sound as robotic. Kind of. Have you heard placebo? Not enough to like recall, really. But I think I get what you're saying. It's been a while since I've heard them, but I feel like this is similar. Or like this part here is like Fiona Apple kind of. Now I'm just pulling shit out of my ass right now. Entwined. Put that shit back in there, Scott. No. No. All right. Uh, I think that's enough. Oh, it sounds like uh, his voice reminds me of shit, like a deeper version of uh, Silver Sun Pickups. Okay. Like if that guy was singing, I think like way lower and slower. I think we have slightly different impressions of this song, but I can't pinpoint mine. There, now, there is a minute left, and there's a lot of songs that I like that really pick up a little after three minutes, so I, I kind of want to see if this is going to, like, if something's going to slap here. See where this all roads lead to slap. Video's creepy. All roads lead to slap. Doesn't mean anything at all. No, but I like it, though. I appreciate yeah. you. Put that on my tombstone, baby. Hey, maybe these guys. Maybe these guys are from Sweden too. Sounds like he might be. I don't know. I think I, I'm getting more German. I like. I like this. Like the tone. I like the tone a lot. Yeah. I think the tone is great, and the stuff he does with like the progression is really cool. Something about the mixing, I think, is off. Maybe certain things are a little too loud and certain things are a little too... I don't know, man. Something's off. I can't pinpoint it. Maybe it's just his vocals. But I I didn't hate his vocals, though. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just something a little off. All right. What's our rating system for this? It's been so long. Our rating system is the puke emoji, the peach emoji, or the eggplant emoji. Right. I forgot about our puking ridiculous. is a, is basically a thumbs down. Peach is like 
Down the middle. Down the middle. And eggplant is, uh, you're fucking, you're DTF. <laughs> All right. And we do pluses and minuses. We do. We, uh, we get this. Why don't you, or, okay, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to just do, I'm going to go peach. Peach? Straight up, straight up straight peach. Straight up peach. I'm going to go eggplant minus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I think, I think it's kind of cool. I think, uh, I don't know. There, there's, I like the, I like the tone behind it. I kind of like what was what was going on. What? I wish I wish something blew me away more in the middle, but uh, you know it was a good tone. Can't all have that. Could you do me a favor and just look up placebo, and we can cut all this out? I feel like that's that vocal delivery, that vocal style was similar. I don't know this band well enough to do specific. This is every you, every me by placebo. I don't even know if I've heard it. I don't even know if I've heard it. Just the vocals. Yes, I agree with you. Okay. Wow, you agree with me. Yeah, because it's that kind of like... It's kind of whiny. His his is a little more nasally, but... Because I hate this style of, of... Sing it. Is style? It's a style. I, this is what his vocals were always kind of what held me back from this band. But yeah, I don't I, hate it. I I don't like it at all. I I don't like that kind of whiny style of of it's it's just, that's what I associate with like emo. <laughs> okay, there's certain examples of emo that are like far worse, but I know what you mean. There are. There, yeah, they're definitely. It, it feels are. contrived in a way where it's like not. Yeah. It's so it, it's so forced. It feels unnatural. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just like it's it just kind of. Uh, I'm not. I'm kind. You know, yeah, it's like it's a little over dramatic. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, thank you. Like, just like you're my wordsmith. Yeah, <laughs> it's like leave me alone, mom. I'm having issues. I'm like, having a bad day. This cheese is cold on my <laughs> grilled cheese sandwich. My Pepsi's flat. <laughs> My <laughs> Oh, that took a minute to sink in. <laughs> All right. There you have it, everybody. Scott, you want to get out of here? Let's let's go let's go to bed. <laughs> you, did you just almost say let's go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the bathroom and then you can tuck me in, Daddy. <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that one with uh I uh, I took a stab. I I tried. Okay, I took a leap of. That's all right. Uh, we can we can go to bed though. I am I'm quite sleepy. I yeah, I might I might not make it home. So if you could tuck me in, that'd be great. I'll tuck you in now, and then you can drive home. Yeah. How's that sound? Great. Anything else you want to add? Uh, hey everybody, uh, check that food pyramid. You know what? Aren't they about to like debunk the food pyramid? I think it's been debunked. Isn't I think it's like, been proven to be just like for the industry. Like the there's like too much meat or something on there's it. There's like too much bread. Too much bread too. I think yeah, grain is the bread. I think grain is like the one that they say you should eat the most of, hmm. which is not. Where's meat in the food pyramid? I don't know. Where is meat in the food pyramid? Is that the second one up? I don't. I don't remember what goes where, man. All right. I haven't looked at one in a long time. Real quick, I'll look it up. All right. I got the food pyramid up right here. Let's check it out. So according to the food pyramid, bread, cereal, rice, and pasta group. Six to 11 servings. Six to 11 servings? I think this is daily. In a day? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Pasta isn't that good for you. Yeah, it's kind of just bread and cereal aren't either. Even if you're eating whole grain and rice. Yeah, so th- so I think that was the part that people had an issue with. Huh. Next up, fruit, two to four, and vegetables tied. Two to four and three to five for veg- vegetables. Shouldn't you eat more vegetables than fruit, though? Than bread, yeah. And more both more than bread? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, like, fruit still has, like, a ton of sugar in it. Yeah. I I don't understand this. And then, but you need to an extent. But the, you know, the third tier, 
is uh, milk, yogurt, and cheese, two to three servings, and then meat, poultry, fish, dry beans, eggs, and nuts, two to three servings. And That's then, very interesting. Wait, milk, eggs, and cheese? Yeah. Hmm. No, milk, yogurt, and milk, cheese. Milk, yogurt, and cheese. Interesting. I do like yogurt. This, this feels weird. Like this feels wrong. It and feels then, weird. And then fats, oils, and sweets use sparingly. Yeah. But fat's good for you. I don't know. And this is supposed to be like, this is like prime living. This like, is, yeah. You like, do all so this. you're supposed to just be eating like crackers and bread all day. Yeah, I don't and know. And then like I mean, supplement <laughs> it with an apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the. Uh, like a lot of people are going vegan and stuff now, and and a lot of them are doing. Look at Jared Leto, that motherfucker's fifty. Yeah, he's vegan, and I don't think he drinks, and he looks fantastic. Come yeah, on. well, uh, I mean, can't tell there's me a lot. There's a lot here. <laughs> you can't tell me that motherfucker's not the healthiest dude on the planet. <laughs> Why'd you bring up Jared Leto out of all people? Because he's the one that I know that's in his fifties and looks fucking fantastic, and is and is vegan also. All right. Yeah, it's, it's proven. I mean, you don't have to eat meat. This is this All goes this eats. goes back to our government. This goes back to just our you know. All our he culture. eats is celery and vegan peanut butter or uh, uh, all natural peanut butter. A lot uh, like vegan peanut butter. <laughs> you know, a lot of cultures don't eat meat. None of that bacon peanut and, butter, and it's fine. Or that milk butter, milk peanut butter. <laughs> wow, I mean, just too. Two nutrition experts just going at it right now. <laughs> yeah. If there's one field we're qualified to talk about, it's nutrition. Nutrition, yeah. If there's another field we're qualified to talk about, it's music. <laughs> and there's if there's a third one, it's politics. Yes, sir. That's top of my list. All right, Ian. You what say, about you? You got any th- final parting you, thoughts? You sure you want to stick to the uh, wanting everybody to check out that food pyramid? Uh, yeah, check it out and and uh, comment below. What WTF? Yeah, what the fuck, food pyramid? <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> shit ain't cute. I have nothing more to add. I have nothing more to contribute to this. You want to get out of here? Yeah. We want to mind everyone out there to check your ditty misses. And with that, this has been your buddies. Bye bye. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye-bye now.